Hello, everyone, and bienvenidos to a special bonus episode of the Paseo podcast. You'll notice it sounds a bit different than what I normally do. Sometimes with our bonus content, I may be the one interviewing, I may not be the one interviewing. Either way, it's going to be quality stuff. So instead of me interviewing a guest, this bonus episode is a recording of a Puerto Rican Agenda press conference that was held on Friday, January 10th. We also have a video of the press conference on our Facebook page if you would like to see that version instead. Just type in Paseo Podcast into Facebook and you'll find us. The purpose of the press conference was to announce the relaunch of the successful 3Rs campaign the PR agenda used to raise money and send supplies to the hardest hit areas of Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. In fact, this campaign made Chicago the first in the United States to send a cargo plane with supplies to La Isla after Maria. Now the PR agenda is working again to help the people in Puerto Rico after a series of earthquakes have hit La Isla, including 5.8 and 6.4 magnitude quakes. There has been heavy damage to Guanica, Guayanilla, Ponce, Peñuelas, and Huialco, killing a 73-year-old man in Ponce, triggering an island-wide power outage, leveling several buildings, as well as structural damage to roads and bridges. As the island continues to deal with the effects of climate change and one natural disaster after another, the people of Puerto Rico need us. To donate to the 3Rs campaign, visit PuertoRicanChicago.org. Again, that's PuertoRicanChicago.org. Let's join the press conference. Hyphen Z-A-Y-A-S, co-chair of the Puerto Rican Agenda of Chicago. I stand here today in solidarity with the Puerto Rican leadership in the state of Illinois. And this is a call to conscience for the general public and the federal government to work with us in collaboration with other members of the diaspora to act swiftly, strategically, and meaningfully to preserve the humanity and the dignity of Puerto Ricans on the island in the aftermath of the unprecedented earthquake activity in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rican Agenda of Chicago has experience in providing immediate and long-term strategy and response to natural disasters. And this was evidenced by our campaign in 2017 in the aftermath of Hurricanes Irma and Maria. It was this community right here that was the first to mobilize our resources, our relationships to land a plane five days after Hurricane Maria hit with emergency supplies. And we did this in collaboration with the mayor of San Juan, former mayor Rahm Emanuel, former governor Bruce Rauner, and they worked with us to do that two more times that same week. Three planes, we brought 300 people back all in that same week, while the federal government continually failed and deliberately ignored pleas for assistance and help. We are here today to say, you can't be ignorant about this anymore. We know better. We have lessons learned, therefore we must do better. Yep. It was this community right here with allies that raised nearly a half a million dollars to execute emergency relief, to establish a welcoming center for displaced Puerto Ricans from the island that recorded over 2,000 individuals 
to be settled here temporarily and permanently to their wishes. And we did this in collaboration with the mayor's office. We also seeded Puerto Rican-led sustainability projects in 40 pueblos in Puerto Rico. All of this right out of Humble Park, Chicago. The 5.8 and 6.4 magnitude earthquakes that happened just this week on Monday and Tuesday. This was after unprecedented seismic activity in the month of December. We had not seen this before. It has knocked out a power plant, Costa Azul, which generates 25% of the power for the entire island. The prediction is they will not be able to repair this for another year. It is leaving thousands to sleep outside in tents, in their cars. There is no water. There is spotty power across the island in the areas that were not immediately affected. And ultimately, the trauma has been re-triggered of the post-traumatic stress from Hurricanes Irma and Maria. And so today, we advance the following policy recommendations. We are calling upon the Puerto Rican government to petition the federal government for a major disaster declaration. This will trigger resources and funds beyond the emergency aid. This will allow for temporary housing. This will allow for individuals to petition to get their homes reconstructed. This will allow for the sustainability of the infrastructure of roads and bridges. We know that the 52 highway was actually shut down for a period because there was structural damage to a bridge. These are real issues. Today is to sound the alarm. We can't wait for the next one to come. And according to our sources on the island and various reports from scientists, the trembling is happening all the time. Puerto Rico sits between two fault lines. The second piece that we are asking for is that all resources that come from the federal government and any other channels go directly to the municipalities. Yes. Mm -hmm. They go directly to the community-based organizations. Mm -hmm. As we know, once again, because we can do better, because we know better, the central government does not have the capacity to be able to deal with this type of situation. In fact, it was the governor that admitted there is no emergency plan wow. for earthquakes. Wow. Wow. That should tell you yep. what level of ignorance and neglect we are dealing with. And this is where stateside, we have to exercise our social capital, our political capital, and our conscience. Because this is a humanitarian crisis and we will not allow it to happen again. My co-chair, Jesse Fuentes, to come and say a few words and introduce our elected officials. Thank you. Jesse Fuentes, co-chair of the Puerto Rican Agenda, J-E-S-S-I-E, -S -S -E, Fuentes, F-U-E-N-T-E-S. It will be my distinct pleasure to introduce our elected officials and to give closing remarks to this press conference. First, it is my pleasure to introduce a friend, someone who was with us the first time two years ago to ensure that we could provide relief after Hurricane Maria, 
someone who ensures that their, this community is sustainable. It is my pleasure to introduce my friend, our state senator, Iris Martinez. there are many of us that are here we want to just uh, share in solidarity uh, with Puerto Rico uh, we know that Puerto Rico has been through a very devastating last couple of years and it still continues to be that we have to show you know that uh, the island that we are here como Puerto Rico, as a community that we're there to offer again that support the resources and coming together as a community to make to ensure and to make sure we do a call out to Congress once again to make sure that the resources get to Puerto Rico. It's been very slow still after Maria, and and today now we have a situation that has even worsened the problem in Puerto Rico. So I would say this: uh, our call to action is making sure that our congressmen, our our senators, and in in Congress are making sure that the resources are getting to Puerto Rico in a very quick manner, and that we that, that, that should be the priority of, of Congress this time around, and making sure that there is not a holdup based on what the President wants to do. I'm glad to hear that he did sign a, a disaster. Doesn't mean anything but less the resources that the Puerto Rico. From Humble Park, I'm here with the rest of my colleagues, the rest of my uh, elected officials, Puerto Ricano and non Puerto Ricano, that are here to make sure that we show that we again are going to take every step we can to make to move forward and make sure that our resources again are there to help Puerto Rico. Thank you. Thank you, Iris. Next up, we welcome our state senator Omar Aquino. Uh, I'm State Senator Omar Aquino, O-M-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-O. I'm the State Senator for the 2nd District represents uh, Humboldt Park, uh, Belmont, Craigan, and other parts of the Northwest Side. I, too, am Puerto Rican, de corazón, from Chicago, but I have many family, including my, my immediate family that right now is Disney, Puerto Rico. My 94-year-old grandmother lives in Puerto Rico, and so I reached out to find out how she was doing after the earthquakes, and luckily, and I'm happy to say that many people are doing fine. However, the trauma of going through natural disaster after natural disaster in the last several years have left so many people in, in, in a state of trauma. And the other trauma is not having the faith that our, our federal government is going to respond right. with the necessary resources to U.S. citizens that two years ago after Hurricane uh, Maria, especially in Irma, were, were sitting there waiting for a, a, a president, I guess, to just toss some some bounty um, paper towels. We do, we do not need that. What we need is support. What we need is help. What we need is resources go exactly to that, to the local municipalities. We unfortunately in Puerto Rico saw something very great happen where people rose up against a governor that was, um, that, that was there for self-serving reasons. And that's why it is so important that those resources go to those that are serving people day to day in the municipalities of Ponce, of Guanica, and especially in the southern region. So we also, beyond the federal assistance that we're, that we're pleading for, we ask our friends in the Chicagoland area throughout the diaspora to, 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 give, to keep on giving. This is still the holiday season. Give with your heart, give with your wallet. The people of Puerto Rico need our help. We have been extremely lucky in this community, in the city of Chicago, to have elected officials 
who continue to advocate for Puerto Rico, who are conscious of what's needed, and who will not stop to also be able to utilize their positions and their leaderships to ensure that Puerto Rico gets what they deserve. We are extremely privileged in this community to have a state representative who is Venezuelan, but who believes in the Puerto Rican people. But who believes in the Puerto Rican people, who believes in building this community, and in solidarity will always ensure that Puerto Rico is on people's agenda, is on people's minds, and will advocate with us here in this community. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce the state representative of the 4th District, Delia Javier. It is my honor and privilege to stand here with the champions and the leaders that have been fighting for Puerto Rico for decades. For a community that for one reason or the other, we have seen one thing after the other happen. But it's a community that says, presente, Puerto Rico se levanta over hurricanes, se levanta over earthquakes, se levanta over possible bankruptcies, y se levanta over and over and over. It is my honor to be a Humboldt Park resident, someone that grew up around Puerto Ricans, and my mother reminded me every day, you're not Venezuelan, you're Guatemalan, you're not Puerto Rican, you're Guatemalan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for me. Uh, but I bring a little bit of a smile um, and a little joke here and there because sometimes we have to figure out where to find just a tad bit of smiling, a tad bit of hope to be able to keep fighting and fighting more. What is happening in Puerto Rico is unacceptable. And it is a commitment of every single person standing here and all of our leaders across this country who believe in Puerto Rico as the beautiful, enchanted island that has contributed to this nation time after time. To stand for it for its resources, to stand for it for the contributions that it makes, and to fight and demand that our federal government gives what it deserves. Not just that little bit of aquí y allá that they try to do, but what it deserves. And I stand proudly with every one of these leaders who have fought for it for so long. It is my commitment to do so as well. It is my commitment to identify resources myself. And that means also from my own pocket. Because we can't ask other people to give money when we don't give money. That's right. And so today, my own money into that fundraising and I think everyone here who says Puerto Rico se levanta, se va a levantar and we continue fighting for it. Thank you, Delia. It is uh, a pleasure to be surrounded by local officials, specifically our older folks who ran their elections on community sustainability, on being proud Latinos, and being people who will advocate for Puerto Rico and the rest of Latin America. It is my distinct pleasure to introduce our alderman. He has stood by us um, every step of the way. He was key in ensuring that we can open the relief and rescuing Center for Refugees here in Humboldt Park after Hurricane Maria. 
He donated his own money towards ensuring that we can take many grants to Puerto Rico. In the last two years, he ensured that he has been with the Puerto Rican agenda of Chicago every step of the way in the rebuilding of our island. Please help me welcome our 26th Ward Alderman, Roberto Martin. Thank you, Jesse, for that very fine introduction. First of all, I want to thank um, the Puerto Rican Agenda for always, always, always taking that position of leadership to make us aware of the needs of our Puerto Rican fellow brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico. Um, without your leadership, possibly we will not be here this morning. And I also want to thank my other fellow, all the persons from the city council, all Puerto Ricans are here, um, uh, Alderman Rosana and Alderman De Boiras, and I'm sure they're gonna be making some remarks uh, later on. But I, I, I just wanna, I was just thinking about, I hope that this resident that we have in the White House will take this time uh, and, and, and treat us, the US citizens that we have in Puerto Rico, going through a new crisis to treat us with some respect. Right. Not just respect, but with the resources that we right. deserve through FEMA. FEMA has unlimited resources. We hardly saw any um, uh, resources from FEMA when we went through Maria. Right. Now he has the chance to redeem himself and to do the right thing so that the people from the South and southwest side of the island can really get the relief that they deserve. The other crisis that we have is the lack of electricity throughout the entire island, not just the southwest part of the island, the entire island. And that has caused for many parts in Puerto Rico to have no water. My mother-in-law has been in communication with her sisters, her family, um, and they are from Caguas. They live in San Lorenzo and Caguas, which is about two hours away from Ponce, Guayanilla, and Yauco. And they have no electricity. So the crisis is not just for the, the cities and the towns <coughs> on the south and southwest parts of Puerto Rico. It is for the entire, entire island. And I hope that this government will treat us with the dignity that we deserve not only by the respect and showing respect, but also by sending the resources that we need. Yo quisiera brevemente decir algo en nuestra lengua para que Canal 44 y Canal 66 con, nos continúen cubriendo nuestra conferencia de prensa. Gracias. Y es que, a mí, estamos aquí nosotros, este, la, la agenda puertorriqueña juntamente con nuestros oficiales electos latinos aquí de nuestra área para realmente hacer un llamado al gobierno federal para que hagan lo que es humanitariamente correcto y es que presupuesten e envíen los recursos monetarios que pueden disponer a través de FEMA a Puerto Rico. Yo no he escuchado de ningún plan que existe todavía. No he escuchado ninguna información por parte del gobierno federal de fondos que están, eh, se están guajando eh, uh, para llegar a Puerto Rico. No hay movimiento alguno. Y eso, otra, otra vez, una falta de respeto 
a nuestra gente en Puerto Rico que son tan ciudadanos norteamericanos como nosotros que estamos aquí. Yo espero que el gobierno federal esta vez haga lo correcto y que realmente comience a enviar y a desembolsar los fondos que nosotros necesitamos en Puerto Rico para ayudar a los damnificados a consecuencia de este terremoto que ocurrió, que ocurrió el pasado martes y miércoles. Gracias. It is my distinct pleasure to now introduce Alderman of the 30th Ward, Ariel Prevoiras. from the 30th Ward. Uh, I want to thank the Puerto Rican agenda for making this press conference because it's so important. As, as a Puerto Rican who uh, was in, in, the, in the Hurricane Maria in 2017 with 21 firefighters from Chicago, I saw the devastation that the island has gone through. There's still a lot of problems in Puerto Rico and unfortunately now we're getting the tremors, the shakes. I called yesterday or two days ago, I called Lares and I called Utuado I couldn't get some of the callers, but I got my uncle in Lattice, and my ne my nephew told me that he's sleeping outside. Tiene miedo a dormir en la casa porque por los tremores. Es un problemita que tenemos en Puerto Rico. Ya tiempo que el Congreso tome esto serio. Mr. Trump, we don't want your towels, we don't want batteries. What we want is action now. missions that we did in 10 days in Puerto Rico. Uh, it's, it's sad and necesitamos ayuda ahora. Así que muchas gracias a todos, eh, a todos los latinoamericanos que nos ayuden. Hoy para nosotros, mañana para ustedes. Thank you. It is my pleasure to introduce a friend, a colleague, older woman of the 33rd Ward. Please help me welcome Rosana Rodriguez. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Rosana Rodriguez Sanchez, uh, older woman of the 33rd Ward. Thank you for for this work. It is so urgent, it is so necessary uh, that we all come out and and raise a, a voice from here for Puerto Rico. Um, I have been getting a lot of calls and texts from friends asking me if my family is okay, if, if my neighbors are okay in Puerto Rico. And I've been telling everybody that um, my family is safe, my family was not harmed physically. Nobody in Puerto Rico is okay right now. Right. Nobody. Sorry. People are feeling a lot of PTSD, people are traumatized, people are sleeping in tents in front of their homes because they are scared that the roof is gonna fall on their heads. I think it is really important to note that the reason why all of these structures and all of the infrastructure in the island is crumbling is not only because of this natural disaster, it's because of years of disinvestment. in order to get out of this emergency, but we need a lot more than that. We need to redefine this relationship and we need to benefit a lot more from all the work and all the resources that we have put into this country. I'm gonna, I wanna start with that. 
the other thing, I think that we have an emergency right now. We have to respond with what the emergency requires. But there is long-term work that needs to be done. Puerto Rico is an island that is in the Caribbean. We should have solar power at this point. We should be building things that help us survive all of these natural disasters that are going to continue to get worse because of climate change. And the Caribbean is one of the places that is going to be the most affected as we have been seeing. So we cannot allow all of these natural disasters to continue to wreck our island, to wreck our archipelago, and wreck our people. Um, so I am here, of course, uh, super um, excited to, to be able to ask for your help, to be able to ask for support, to make sure that people are contributing to this moment, but also we need to keep an eye in, in yeah. the long-term recovery yes. of the island and in make it, in making it resilient for years to come. Thank you. Thank you. It is an absolute pleasure to introduce the district director of our Congressman Jesus Chuy Garcia's office. He is a congressman who has been in solidarity. He has ensured that Puerto Rico is on his agenda in terms of policy, in terms of aid, in terms of relief, and in the context of rebuilding our island. Please help me welcome remarks from the congressman by District Director Patty Garcia. Good afternoon, buenas tardes. Um, know that the congressman is a champion and know that he is fighting and advocating for the Puerto Rican community in DC. He is still in DC right now. Um, we are still waiting on the $18 million that Sorry. the Congress voted on. Two years ago, the Congress administration has refused to release these funds. Right. So we know that Congress has voted on this. Mr. Garcia has voted on this. However, the Trump administration refuses to let these funds be released. They're holding hostage to the money that Puerto Ricans need to be able to move forward and help in the recovery. Know that he will continue to advocate. Um, this is completely unjust and inhumane for our community to have to deal with this. And although um, it might be something that we're not um, investing enough in right now, things can change. We can invest, we can help, any little bit helps. Um, but it should not be the responsibility of a community. This is the responsibility of the government to serve its own community. And so know that you can continue working with our office. We will be of assistance in the north side and the south side. And know that you have a champion in Jesus Cruz Garcia. Thank you. I, I want to echo some of the things that my colleagues have voiced. And that is... Puerto Rico is a colonial property of the United States, and we must not forget that. The lack of aid by our federal government, the ignorance, the corruption, is because people abuse that very power and that very leverage. And it is, unfortunately, allowing our people to suffer. Our people are traumatized. There are thousands of blue tarps on homes in Puerto Rico two years after Hurricane Maria. And today we have houses that are falling apart because of the tremors that are hitting our island. We have families that are sleeping outside. We have kids and children without water or a school to go to. We have a fatality, a 73-year-old man who passed away because of a 6.4 magnitude earthquake that hit our island. It is no time to just watch the news. 
It is no time to just say, I will pray for my family, or I hope that they are okay. Today we must do something, and it is time for action. Christina articulated well in the opening of this press conference that our strategy has worked best because we have been quick and efficient. The Puerto Rican agenda does believe in getting money to the island very quickly. We did that immediately after Hurricane Maria, and we have plans to do it immediately after this earthquake. Today, I want to announce two projects that we will be funding. We will be funding a brigade to take supplies to La Escuela de Gloria Maria Borrero in Guayanilla, who has become a shelter for people who no longer can sleep inside of their homes. Those supplies will be delivered this Sunday. We are also funding Chef Boronin. He is a chef in Ponce, and he will be doing a community kitchen this Sunday. There will be footage, there will be videos that we can send to everyone to show that these projects have been funded immediately. We launched a campaign on our website. You can go to www.PuertoRicanChicago.org where we are fundraising funds that we can send in mini grants consistently and immediately. In the last 48 hours, we have been able to raise $8,000. that our people, not just here in Chicago, but across the world, not even just the United States, can visit our website and donate. The Puerto Rican Agenda has proven to be an organization that is faithful, that is honest, and that is a diasporic organization that does not forget about our people in Puerto Rico. I want to thank you guys for coming to this press conference today, and we make a commitment to updating this community and the world consistently. Thank you. Jesse, I don't We're going to take questions. Oh, yeah. I'm going to allow Charlie to translate quickly oh, gotcha. in Spanish, just a summary, and then we'll take questions. Okay, thanks. All right, my name is Charlie Serrano, S-E-R-R-A-N-O. Muy buena tarde para los televidentes que nos están escuchando. Este, uh, la agenda puertorriqueña de Chicago se ha destacado en responder, no solamente rápidamente, pero bien planificado cómo entran las donaciones y cómo nosotros, como una organización sin lucro, que hay profesionales, abogados, maestros, personas con doctorado en áreas que son expertos, que nos han ayudado. A nosotros tenemos planificadores que hemos ido en grupos y hemos gastado nuestro propio dinero para llevar donaciones en pequeñas cantidades de mil a quinientos dólares directamente a las personas afectadas. Estamos haciendo un llamado, un llamado especial para todas las personas que pueden ir a nuestro sitio web que es puertorican.org, puertorricanchicago.org. Pueden hacer sus donaciones, 5 dólares, 10 dólares, 50 dólares, 1000 dólares, lo que sea de todos los puertorriqueños, los latinos, todos los que nos escuchan que puedan hacer donaciones y le podemos garantizar bien transparentemente a dónde van a ir esas donaciones. Vamos a organizar varias personas si tenemos que ir allá para asegurar que estas donaciones están llegando directamente a las personas. Puerto Rico está en un momento de crisis, aunque lo más sufrido ha sido en la parte suroeste de Puerto Rico. El problema es uno psicológico, emocional y traumático. 
hay personas desde Arecibo hasta Humacao que hoy en día están durmiendo afuera de su casa. No tiene que ser en Guánica, en Yauco, en Peñuela. En esa parte hay personas que estaban viviendo en Aguadilla que sufrieron este, a la orilla del mar que están completamente inseguro porque puede haber un tsunami, algo que te pueda tapar la casa y vamos a obtener más pérdida de vida. Así es que le pedimos de la agenda puertorriqueña, todos nosotros los voluntarios, las personas que están paradas detrás de mí, las personas electas, vamos a todos trabajar, las 30, 40 organizaciones que toman parte de la agenda puertorriqueña para poder hacer estas donaciones llegar a, a los más afectados en Puerto Rico. Muchas gracias por las contribuciones en el pasado y los vamos a mantener en contacto de nuevo. El sitio web es puertorriqueenchicago.org. Lo esperamos ahí. Gracias y que Dios los bendiga. So just, is that okay for me? Yes. Oh, okay, just a couple things. Um, Do you just want monetary donations? You're not collecting supplies and stuff, right? Correct. We okay. are not going to collect any supplies or anything of that nature because uh, we currently do not have the means to take it. But what we found had been most effective after Hurricane Maria <coughs> was the monetary donations, right? Because people in Puerto Rico know what's needed, right? Us just sending supplies may not necessarily necessarily answer the needs of our people. So we want to allow the, the people of Puerto Rico to determine how they spend that money and exactly what they need. And what do they tell you the needs are right now? I, I mean, a lot, right? Uh, sustainable uh, housing, right? Shelter is super important for people in Puerto Rico right now. There are thousands of people sleeping outside, not just in the southwest of the region, but everywhere. Um, you know, some people are in need of hygiene things, but also, Electricity is a problem in Puerto Rico, what we found after Hurricane Maria, right, is the monetary um, dollars to be able to sustain generators for, for things like power, right, um, and obviously things like water. Just want to clarify, the reason why we sent an airplane yeah. and the three airplanes on the first week is that there was no access to stores, there was no access to cash, but immediately when we sent that and we finished our project, that was pipe uh, pallets, you know, and planes sending pallets of stuff. And we really just went into raising funds and sending teams of experts from, from the Puerto Rican agenda down there. Some of the things that you need to be very conscious is that not only are many people living right in front of their homes, in their cars, but they have gone into places that are like recreation facilities and they make schools that are outside because no one wants to be next to poles And we are having to see a major problem of problems of hygiene because there's no water and electricity. And a lot of these people, the elderly, are sick and they don't have access to these medical cares. Sometimes in, in places, somebody mentioned Utuado, Utuado and Adjuntas, that roads are completely damaged and people have not been able to get to those locations even at this time. So even mayors from Bayamon and so on that we were in communication with that have been trying to get resources to help the smaller towns are not able to get to these places because FEMA and the military, although they have 13 teams, they say, of FEMA and National Guard people fixing this, the bigger problem is also that many of these bridges are down. 
This was very serious. It is affecting tens of thousands of people in these 12 cities in the southern part, but it is a traumatic experience for the whole island. Can someone just address that too? I mean, two years of being bombarded with natural disaster after natural disaster and up, you know, turning upside down your, your lives. I mean, some of you talked about PTSD. Can you just kind of maybe explain a little more personally what, what has happened exactly with that? Yeah. Well, we're aware of universities, like the University of Mayaguez and Aguadilla has sent teams of students, master degree students that are in counseling and social services that they were in Guanica and Guanadilla. We, we saw that, we saw it on TV, we saw it on satellite television. That is critical. One of our members, I, yes, I was, will respond to some of that on how important that is. Uh, my name is Aida, A-I-D-A. -A. Uh, my last name is G-I-A-C-H-E-L-L-O. And I share the Health and Wellness Committee for the Puerto Rican agenda. Clearly, when disaster like this happens, the individuals and the families that are involved is going to have a series of other symptoms, sleeping disorder, uh, problems in being able to do their routine work because they have been tremendously affected emotionally in addition to some of the physical or the symptoms that they may be experiencing. So PSD, the post-traumatic stress, is something that already has been documented with the Maria and the uh, hurricane Irma. And as a result of that, people are now, you know, trying every time you went to Puerto Rico, everybody's scared. Another hurricane. And now with the earthquake, which is predicted that more will be coming, and that some of them will be very severe, we expect that the emotional and the mental health aspect of the Puerto Ricans and Puerto Rico is gonna get worse. So we really need to make available the necessary resources, like it was mentioned a minute ago, you know, to help counseling, social services, psychiatric, all the other group therapy, or many other elements that must be critical and must be in place for everybody, because even though you may not immediately may have those kinds of symptoms, physically and psychologically, you're still going to eventually get there. And now in Puerto Rico, many of the Puerto Ricans here in the United States, Maria, we were without sleeping. I remember I had probably been sleeping, trying to figure out how can I connect with my relatives in Puerto Rico. So we all are a, a united family. We are infected equally. Instead that we have access to resources and people in Puerto Rico, they don't. Eh, brevemente, lo que quise decir es que realmente esto, eh, el problema que ocurre en Puerto Rico, que comenzó hace dos años con los huracanes de Irma y María, y ahora se ha agravado con los terremotos que continúan y que cada vez mucho más severos ha ocasionado una serie de consecuencias físicas y emocionales y mentales. Por consiguiente, ya las personas en Puerto Rico, según los datos más recientes que tenemos, de hecho esta mañana hubo un breve terremoto, a lo mejor no estaban ustedes informados, pero esta mañana hubo un breve terremoto, las personas están sumamente ansiosas, están deprimidas, están eh, continuamente con dificultad en dormir, Muchos de los reportajes que han salido en los medios de comunicación claramente han documentado que las personas están ya informando que no se sienten seguros en ningún lugar, 
ni en la casa, ni en el carro, ni en, la, en, la, en los diferentes lugares que se ha propuesto, se ha proporcionado para tener albergue. Así que realmente esto va a tener unos esfuerzos a corto y a largo plazo, donde recursos tienen que movilizarse en el área de salud, servicios sociales, consejería, para ayudar no solamente a los adultos, pero a los niños que están sumamente traumatizados con estos problemas. Gracias. Thank you guys for coming today. Um, as mentioned earlier, we commit to providing relief to Puerto Rico um, and providing the community that donates and volunteers and contributes to our efforts updates as we go along. You guys have a beautiful afternoon. Once again, you can donate to the Puerto Rican Agenda's 3Rs Campaign for Earthquake Relief Efforts by visiting PuertoRicanChicago.org. Again, that's PuertoRicanChicago.org. Thank you for the support. If you want to connect with the podcast, follow us at Paseo Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Visit our website, PaseoMedia.org. That's P-A-S-E-O-Media.org. And email us at PaseoPodcast at gmail.com that's p-a-s-e-o podcast at gmail.com i always love reading listener comments and topic suggestions so keep those coming